Absolutely intercultural. Fullstanly intercultural. Absolute intercultural. Absolutamente intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to show 286 of our podcast, Absolutely Intercultural. Today, we are going to talk about privilege, about having different starting points in life about having unearned advantages because of different aspects of our identity. It is worth looking at how people perceive this controversial topic in their everyday lives. This is Absolutely Intercultural, the podcast. My name is Laurent Borgmann and there is no doubt I am certainly privileged in many aspects because I'm white, I'm male, and I hold a PhD, which is part of my name. And I learned that, at least in Germany, it is so much easier to rent an apartment than without these privileges. Now, as always, we really appreciate diversity and different opinions on the same subject. And absolutely everyone is welcome to think absolutely everything about this topic. So... Today we are shedding some light on how privilege is described from different perspectives. From our guests, we will learn that privilege affects lives very differently, from gender biases to food struggles, and how people sometimes do not want to be viewed as privileged as it undermines their achievements. We will also hear what motivates people to break out of the sphere of their privileges and help those who are less fortunate than we are. What are the privileges that we should be aware of? Are privileges really always harmful? Before we start, you may want to pause the podcast and write down at least five privileges in your own life that are evident to others, but which you do not think of that much in your daily life. Now, let us listen to a short preview of what we will hear from our guests today. In our first story, Absolutely Undervalued, we listen to Tia from Albania, who is currently in Germany working as a guest lecturer. Tia tells us which difficulties she faced some years ago in Albania when she was not taken seriously by her colleagues simply because of her age and her gender. I was the youngest woman in the group, so what I felt in that moment uh, during these workshops was that I was not evaluated, my opinions were not evaluated or heard as others were just because I was the young woman among a panel of mainly um, middle-aged males. In our second story, Absolutely Blind, we will listen to Tusha, who was born in India but moved to Germany in his early childhood. During the interview, he mentions how in his home country, young kids struggle with basic human needs in everyday lives and how he now feels rather privileged that he does not have to worry about those issues in Germany. Yeah, with this large population has so much and a really big problem with poverty um, and it's so visible uh, that even if you only walk on the streets you will have like 
in a couple of minutes so many like little children these are li like little kids with those little faces they don't even have like proper clothes to wear um, not a proper place to, uh, to sleep and to live in our last story absolutely unfair we will listen to Julia from Ukraine who has been studying in Germany for her exchange year she tells us how she notices that privileges that she has because she is from Ukraine gradually make her feel a little uncomfortable. When it comes to a Ukrainian problem, Ukrainian mm. war, and actually sometimes I feel uh, not very good, honestly, because uh, for some people it can look like uh, you're from Ukraine mm. and maybe it's easier for you to study, maybe you have a lot of help or something like that, and that's why not always I really want to say that I'm originally from Ukraine. Let us begin the show. In our first category, Absolutely Undervalued, Tia speaks to Mariam about her experience with working in an environment where she was the youngest female in the room, which resulted in her feeling undervalued because her colleagues did not take her seriously in meetings. Place that actually um, I, I hold very close to my memories of, uh, it was five or six years ago, I was around 27 and I was working with a group of international professionists um, and to be honest I was the youngest uh, woman in the group so what I felt in that moment uh, during these workshops was that I was not evaluated, my opinions were not evaluated or heard as others were just because I was the young women among a panel of mainly um, middle-aged males which at a certain point would make sense because, of course, experience cannot be replaced. I mean, if you have years of experience, your opinion, your knowledge, your expertise cannot be replaced by someone who has only five or six years in, in the, that profession. But um, anyway, I, I think that the, the attitude of not even um, giving attention or giving the same time in uh, expressing your thoughts was pretty uh, frustrating for me. So. What we can learn from Tia is that sometimes we may judge people simply based on preset biases about age or gender, which will result in us not giving them a chance or constantly undervaluing their input and their work. While in some cases this may be justified, it may not help us identify skills and potential in most cases. Next time we meet people who visibly have less experience than we have, let us listen to them very attentively and find out more about their point of view and maybe we will see that they, in fact, may have a lot to contribute and may be more qualified than we suspected by just looking at them. In our second category, Absolutely Blind, we hear from Tusha how he feels when he travels back to his home country. Living in Germany, he has been exposed to privileges that are not at all granted to every child in India, such as clean water, food on the table every day and free education. Now, these privileges in Germany easily make you forget that most people in the world aren't lucky enough to enjoy these opportunities that we take for granted. As you know, in 
India with this large population has so much and a really big problem with poverty um, and it's so visible uh, that even if you only walk on the streets you will have like in a couple of minutes so many like little children or so many beggars on the street that are um, not able to afford food and they are then just trying to get some money from you and these are li like little kids with those little faces they don't even have like proper clothes to wear um, not a proper place to, uh, to sleep and to live and this is one of the biggest problems and one of the privilege that we have or I have here in Germany but back in India it's not something that you are born with uh, do you think um, is there a gap between for example classes in India do like is there something being done to help with those kids within the society or is it something for example that humanitarian organizations shall take care of or how is it being handled that problem or is it just neglected for example I'm not 100% sure I don't want to give like any yeah, false okay. information but I think there are organizations and there are projects to help those people um, yeah if you talk about different classes these are the people from the lower class definitely but if you compare people from the lower class here in Germany and people from the lower class in, back in India it's a huge difference huge difference even people here from the lower class they have a place to live in proper clothes access to clean water to food um, financial help from the government but back in India you have to struggle in a day-to-day -day life even to just stay alive do you think that it makes you like thinking about it does it make you appreciate your life here more hundred percent hundred percent I am really thankful for my parents that they because I was born in India and uh, if I would be in India right now I'm hundred percent sure that I wouldn't be there where I'm right now um, and I'm standing today with all the privileges I have and all the possibilities and opportunities I'm here uh, have uh, to take and tackle here um, so yeah I'm really thankful that I was able to grow up here in Germany and have uh, all these fantastic society all these fantastic values this perfect country um, having access to clean food free um, education and many 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 other parts mm -hmm. do you think sometimes our privilege blinds us yeah you can say that it maybe blinds us but as you mentioned for these other people it's a day-to-day -day problem mm. they're facing this problem every day they wake up we are not mm -hmm. we sometimes get to it from news maybe from social media Maybe we see some posters, maybe we see some people on the street, but that's it. We're not facing this problem in the day-to-day -day light, not personally. So this is why we often forget or get blind for our privileges. Thank you, Tusha, for drawing our attention to privileges that we are used to. Hungry children on social media should make us aware that this is a real-world problem. And if we had not been born in the right place at the right time, we might as well be one of those children in the pictures. So the next time we carelessly throw away food only because we bought too much for the weekend, we should stop for a second and think of people who might have a use for it. Yes even in the middle of a rich country like Germany and actively take it to a homeless person who we see every day begging in front of the railway station. In our last story, Absolutely Unfair, we will listen to Julia. 
in the current situation, Yulia feels uncomfortable telling people that she is from Ukraine and prefers to simply say that she is an international exchange student. Because many people think that Ukrainians in Germany have certain administrative privileges compared to, for example, refugees from other parts of the world like Mali, Afghanistan or Syria. When it comes to a Ukrainian problem, Ukrainian war, and uh, actually sometimes I feel uh, not very good, honestly, because uh, for some people it can look like uh, you're from Ukraine mm. and maybe it's easier for you to study, maybe you have a lot of help or something like that, and that's why not always I really want to say that I'm originally from Ukraine, yeah. because in some cases yeah. it's easier just uh, just be in quiet, mm -hmm. that you're from Ukraine, I just said that I mean, coming students, it's, it's all that enough. Did you think like throughout that process you had any advantages because of anything? I don't know, because you're a girl, because you are pretty, because you're Ukrainian or anything like that? Uh, actually, I think that it was maybe easier for me because I'm Ukrainian and now it's because of war um, can be something more easy. Uh, but um, actually it's a not uh, usual situation yeah but uh, like i think that you still deserve it though it's, it's i understand that you're like ukrainian but i think it is still something that uh, you worked hard for like just because you're ukrainian it wasn't really easily handed to you right you still had to work hard for it but maybe the process was easier uh, yeah, yeah, of course, I, I just talking about visa process, mm. but about all this uh, competitors uh, process, I mean, about education, about all the selection process, of course, I think it's, um, it's not connected with uh, war and with, uh, with those that I'm Ukrainian student. Yeah, especially in Germany, for because we're talking about the visa process, I think Ukrainian refugees were the ones who were mostly welcomed here, especially like taken into complete contrary the other refugees from the Arabic countries, for example, which faced like a different process. Do you think like that was a privilege that they received, or like how do you define it? Uh, yes, I think it's a privilege because like we cannot say no if uh, German government. Uh, pays um, a lot of money for Ukrainian refugees and uh, give a lot of uh, really privilege uh, and for Ukrainian people uh, it's much more easy to work here, to live here, mm. uh, they are provided with a lot of opportunities but uh, what is about me i didn't receive mm -hmm. any uh help like a refugee mm -hmm. because i'm not refugee mm -hmm. i'm just incoming student and i have the same rights that uh, all incoming students have from yeah. distinctive countries so yeah even though to sum up like even though you're from ukraine you still had to work hard for everything you got what do you think about artificial privileges that we create ourselves? And I can give you example of the quotas that we have in parliament, for example, when certain percentage of a woman should be in parliament in every party. Like, what do you think about that? Actually, I don't support this because, again, it's um, about uh, um, all this uh, biases that someone is good or someone is bad. We only should uh, see uh, really your knowledge, your um, your 
um, I don't know ability to do something in appropriate and good way but it doesn't matter you're woman or you're man if we have for example two candidates and uh, one of them are really um, well uh, qualified are clever are uh, able to do really good stuff uh, have a, a right um i don't know mindset and uh, we will say no to them just because uh, she or he are um, in g- with a gender we don't like it doesn't make a sense yeah also don't you think it uh, kind of downgrades the value of it for example when women are in parliament and they deserve to be there but then somebody comes and tells them that oh no you are there because you are a woman and you're only there to fill the quota Like, don't you think it affects it in a negative way as well? And not only positive that you get women in parliament, but also negative way that the society thinks that it's they're just shoved in there and they don't really deserve to be in there. Uh, it can be negative way as well, but still, uh, I can give you an example mm-hmm. why people uh, can think so. Uh, very often uh, in Parliament, for example, now in Ukraine, are some people who really not uh, educated mm-hmm. very good, and they are in Parliament just because uh, uh, she is friend of someone or he's friend of someone. Mm-hmm. And in this case, of course, it uh, will have a bad collocation because it's uh, something that are very stupid. During a period of change, using affirmative action or artificial privileges might be useful for making things fairer in the community. But as Julia said, sometimes these privileges can do more harm than good and make beneficiaries feel like their skills aren't really valued. Now, what about you? Are there any artificial privileges that you would actually introduce in your country to make it a better place? In fact, we would also love to hear from people who reject the whole idea of affirmative action. Get in touch. Feel free to share your unique story with us here on the podcast. Write a comment or mail us we could do a follow-up interview with you in one of our next shows. On our webpage, absolutely-intercultural.com, you can get more information about this show and previous episodes. And you can leave comments. And if you enjoyed the show, please like us on Facebook too. By the way, did you know that we are also on iTunes and Apple Podcasts? You can subscribe to us there for free and give us a rating and a comment. Our next story will be coming to you on the 6th of October from Anne Fox in Denmark. Until then, think about the privileges that you have or not. And bleiben Sie absolut interkulturell. Absolutely intercultural. Fullständig interkulturell. Absolut interkulturell. Absolutamente intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural.